All right, and we're live, and welcome to another episode of Our Reviews Will Kill You, Orc You. I am the man they called Z, and again, I am with my partners here. I have Tommy B, noob noob in the studio. Oh, bitch. And I have the director, writer, mime, performer, dancer, singer, jack of all trades, Jack Offer of all trades. <laughs> More appropriate, yes. Scott Keebler. Yes, I have returned, unfortunately. But yes, I am still here. <laughs> You're still allowed to talk into the microphone. So what's on the deck for us today, Noob Noob? Uh, we have Rick and Morty, a series on Adult Swim Cartoon Network. Essentially the Dan Harmon and Justin Rowland show. That's pretty much the only two people that are mainly involved. And then there's other side people that aren't as important. There's a couple people in that show that I think we will eventually get to that are super important to make that show uh, as critical as it is. And we'll get to the whole Dan Harmon controversy, etc. as we go along. But I I think the real point of us bringing on this uh, particular topic is because we have a non-believer in our (sighs) midst. Ooh. Yes, it's true. I have not watched one episode of Rick and Morty. Every time I see any of the memes or the clips on Facebook or anything like that, I do not care. And I have no interest in uh, watching any episode of this show. <laughs> so the funny thing is, is at some point we mistakenly thought that Scott had actually seen some episodes and started watching season three. And uh, yeah, the Intro to season three makes no sense. Scott doesn't eat Szechuan yeah, okay, sauce. Okay, so I'll take that back. I've watched 30 seconds of the show, and I still don't want to watch any of it. So I think the job tonight for Noob Noob and I is to convince Scott as to why he should watch Rick and Morty. And uh, at some point we'll get into spoilers, but the first part of the show will be us making sure that Scott uh, gets drunk enough to say yes. Yes, actually. Yes to Rick and Morty and yes to uh, some sweet, sweet alone time with uh, Noob Noob in the back room. Yes, actually, let's make this point clear to all of our listeners that have actually stuck with us for this long. Um, We get together on one day and decide to go shoot through a couple episodes at a time. So what essentially is a few weeks for you guys is one long day for us. We, of course, open up our bottles of whiskey and scotch and, in Noob Noob's case, milk um, early on. And then we work our way through the bottle as we get towards the end of the day. And this, of course, will be our third episode in the day. So, uh, yes, the arguing will be louder and uh, probably more violent than ever. So we are looking forward to that. Morty, shut the fuck up, Morty. You, you have no idea what you're talking about, Morty. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, we're definitely fans of the show. Uh, I, I don't exactly recall when the show started. And the funny thing is, uh, Adult Swim, definitely one of my favorite networks. And they always put on things that are challenging. And, and it's interesting because Scott's always been a fan of Adult Swim. He, he loves Aqua Teen. I remember uh, him and I actually went and saw the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie 
movie in theaters, which we were one of like 10 people in the this entire is true. world. Actually, when we were living in Los Angeles, we went and saw it, and we thought it was the most amazing thing in the world, and everyone else in the theater thought it, what the hell just happened? But you mean this, that- this is true, though. I am a huge fan of Adult Swim, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Metalocalypse, um, uh, 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 some of the, the uh, shows escaped me all of a sudden. There was one about uh, prison. The Brack oh, Show. Uh, Super Jail. Super Jail. Uh, uh, yes. Um, everything Adult Swim does, as far as I'm concerned, is genius. However, this one still does escape me. Yeah, the interesting thing is uh, it, it kind of comes from a weird place because it, if you backtrack, and I, I don't know a ton about Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon, and, and hopefully Noob Noob can fill us in a little bit on that, is that from my understanding – the only thing I know them from is is uh, Dan Harmon, uh, writer of Community, which I don't know that much about, and then Justin Roiland, uh, a voiceover actor on uh, what's that show that I really like with Finn and Jake, Adventure Time on Cartoon Network, one of the other shows. Maybe we'll review that one day. I love Adventure Time, but uh, w- give us a little background. New, new. What's the uh, what's going on with those guys? Uh, yeah. So uh, first and foremost, Rick and Morty started in 2013. Um, there was a bit of a break between season two and season three. A year and a half, uh, according to uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole Pants. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. There was a bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of a hold on that. Um, some creative differences. Um, a little bit of production issues. Um, but thankfully, that got hammered out when they did that. Uh, secretive reveal of the season three premiere um, back in the beginning of summer. I forget exactly when that was, um, but they just pretty much rolled the entire episode on repeat for an entire night. It was pretty awesome. I remember it pretty distinctly. I had the, I did I have the DVR? No, I remember putting on the, they had the normal schedule on, and it was like you know Bob's Burger, uh, Family Guy, Family Guy. Tim and Eric, who knows, whatever other nonsense they were putting on. And um, as soon as Bob Burgers came on, it was his season premiere of Rick and Morty. And then they just put that thing on repeat for the rest of the night. And uh, I remember texting Tom being like, dude, they're putting this shit on. You got to catch it. It's it's awesome. And uh, it's a fantastic episode. And it's just funny how the way that you know Adult Swim always keeping everyone on their toes. Yeah, kind of, kind of a fun fact. I, I was watching that the premiere without even really fucking knowing what I was watching. I was like, hey, I don't remember this shit happening, but it seems familiar. And then I was, I was, I was texting Z over there, and uh, he's like, "Oh, it's it's the premiere." I'm like, "Well, fuck me in the ass." That's that's watching right now. But I was a little pissed. Um, it did record over DBZ Super, so that that's another fantastic show, by the way. I'm, I'm going to eventually convince them to just buckle down, take it in the ass, and review that show. Straight lies. Um, we're probably going to talk about two hours of power-ups, because that's going to be fucking fantastic, but his blue hair really gets me going. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, I mean, the premiere and everything was fantastic. Um, Justin Rowland, who does probably, I don't know, five, six, and... You know, probably ten voices on the show. Um, actually, worked with Dan Harmon, who was the other creator. Um, he actually did a guest spot on Community um, way back when in 2015 as Ice Cube Head. I don't know if anyone watches Community religiously and, and knows that reference. I sure as fuck don't. But a little fun fact that might have been one of the first meetings of these guys, and maybe that's when they started kind of talking about uh, a little more collaboration on Rick and Morty um, going into the second season. Um, so that's a little fun fact right there. So Scott, what exactly 
And and don't get me wrong, uh, as someone, like I said, uh, we're obviously both big fans of Adult Swim and, and basically everything they pu- they put out. Um, actually, somebody can fact check me on this. I'm a big, huge fan, and my daughter's a big, huge fan of uh, Super Dino Boys, hyper-realistic uh, dinosaur action. I can't tell you that's probably one of the greatest bumps I've ever seen in my entire life. But beside that, just a little shout-out, What the intro, uh, I'm not a big fan of the music. I'm not a big fan of the intro in general. I, I, just, I, I definitely understand why it wouldn't draw you in. But tell me some things that that make you actively, as an Adult Swim fan, not want to engage in some Rick and Morty action. Um, well, first off, let's look back a little bit. I am a huge Futurama fan. Um, I worship the show. I've watched every season multiple times. I go to sleep watching it. Um, so you're talking about a show about science, technology, and 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 the future. I've already got you covered there, so you can't. Test me on that one. Uh, when it comes to Adult Swim, uh, like I said, I love Adult Swim and all the things involved in it and the stuff that's extreme. Super Jail, Extreme Metalocalypse, a bloody, horrible show, Extreme fu- Adult uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, uh, a show that took pride in not making any sense whatsoever. These are the extremes I absolutely Absurdist love. humor is what you're getting Absurdist at. Absurdist humor. Every time I've seen anything Rick and Morty, first off, the animation is just plain, simple, basic. Looks like something that just got thrown together. There's nothing fantastic about it. And every time I hear, uh, um, is it Rick or Morty? Which one is the older guy with that? Scott, you need to shut the fuck up, Scott. Yeah, which one is that? That's Rick. Okay. I'm a super fucking genius, and, and you're a fucking retard, Scott. Okay, I can, so... I can go in between dimensions, and, just and you're that, fucking retarded. Just that voice alone <laughs> turns me off, and actually, your imitation of him turns me off even more. Listening to you make that imitation of him makes me more not want to watch this show. God damn. God damn. <laughs> well, I, my impersonation aside... um, yeah, I get the voices. Um, the history of, of Justin Roiland on Adventure Time, he uh, did a character named Lemon Grab. And uh, while I find him hysterical, probably one of the most annoying voice actor roles ever. I, I used to do a good impersonation of it, but uh, it will blow my voice out because it's essentially just screaming. One thing, though, that I think could change your mind as to whether or not you could be a Rick and Morty fan, and we have yet to get into spoilers, but what I think, uh, and this was something that actually I think helped Tommy B get on my side with this, was the uh, there was a, uh, a case in Georgia, and what they did was they had Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland, uh, read the transcript of this court case, and I, I, I'm hoping you guys will... will find it and back me up it's probably one of the most hysterical things i've ever heard and it's it's a real court case and it is not for the light of heart and it really happened in court and there was you know there's a judge and there is uh, a obvious criminal involved and uh, it made a lot of headlines because the transcript of it was absolutely ridiculous and then the deadpan reading of it from rick and morty just 
cemented my love for them on a level that was just <laughs> it was really really funny I hope at some point you you get to watch it but uh, it just made it's really hysterical I wish we could do part of it but at some point you should check that out what's did you get the case noob noob uh, yeah, it was the state of Georgia versus Rick Allen. Um, so if you want to search that on YouTube, there is an 11-minute clip of Rick and Morty, uh, Morty being the judge, um, and Rick doing the subsequent readings after that. Um, it, it's, it's actually one of the things that made me kind of go back and watch it more religiously. I kind of saw episodes before that point. Um, but like Z said, he, he showed me that link, and then I, I just kind of fell in love with it and really went into it and found that it's one of the most continuity-based shows uh, on television, really. I mean, not even set aside cartoons. It's just one of the most continuity-driven, callback-driven um, shows that you really have to kind of go off of, and they always make references and you know connect things very, uh, very intelligently and really keep everything going and interconnected and really makes you value watching the entire series as opposed to just one-off episodes over and over again. So to be clear, this is one of those things where if anyone does get into it, they need to start in season one and work their way up on it. It's interesting because there are definitely uh, 100% self-contained episodes, and, and there's an interesting dichotomy in the show. Uh, I, I think the best way I can explain it is – and I guess at this point we'll we'll start to take it to some spoilers for everybody. So there's a really Wait, interesting. Is it that time again? Oh, it's spoiler oh, it's that time. Time. spoiler time. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. We're gonna spoil it all for you, oh, all over. The if place. you do not want to lose out, turn us off now. Yeah, but I gotta you're gonna piss. tune us back anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna take a shit. Um, so uh, the one I, I found one of the most interesting ones that's kind of a callback but yet a standalone episode is the most recent one in season three. I Rick cannot, Lannis mix-up. What is it? The Rick, Rick Lannis, Lannis mix-up. So what's interesting about the Rick Lannis mix-up is it's they define it in the beginning as a standalone episode because Rick and Morty are going to go on their own episode. And then what it does is devolve deeply into the mythology of Rick and Morty and so deep that if you hadn't seen a previous episode, and, and what's interesting, after it uh, aired, Tommy and I were debating some of the things that happened, and, and he picked up on some things that I hadn't heard, and, and I picked up on some things that he didn't realize that were going on. And, and it's interesting because it's really an allusion to other TV shows like The Wire and uh, The Stand, not the, well, uh, some Stephen King things like. Uh, Stand by Me, and uh, there, there's a a couple of different allusions to other TV shows, and they're all buried within this, you know, the one Rick and Morty episode. But like Tom said, the callbacks are so strong, where it it, it really it's amazing that they have this episode that is based around one person doing both voices. Justin Roiland does both Rick and Morty, and through the continuity of the show, Rick is so smart that he creates a citadel where all Rick and Mortys can live outside of their own existing universes. And then they've put together this community or a city where they subjugate themselves. And they're all the same because it's all Rick and Morty, but and they're all the same IQ, but somehow 
I mean, so there's a little bit of differenti differentiation between IQ, but they've established this hierarchy that echoes what we see today, and, and it's like a parody of what's going on today with the workers, and with, with, there's a point where he says something about, like, his boss is getting a raise, yet his boss has the same exact IQ as him, and he's doing manual labor. And it's interesting how deep the rabbit hole goes on Rick and Morty and how much they exploit things uh, that are either very much parables of today or just you know general like really deep concepts or second level as I like to talk. And then really expanding upon, upon those concepts but still echoing shows that are current to us. Like The Wire. I mean, the the intelligence of the writing of the show is really kind of outstanding. And uh, kind of like Tommy B said, it, it's just these throwbacks. Yet, you could watch that episode completely standalone, and I don't think it would matter. Uh, you would still get the concepts that are coming through. Yeah, and absolutely. It's the, it's the continuity, and the, it's kind of the gives you the option. And, that, and that's the most important thing. It gives you the option where you can enjoy it if you watch from the beginning and have that deep continuity effect. Or you could just enjoy the quick, uh, you know, puns and laughs, and you know um, how it pays homage to certain episodes and, and certain movies. Uh, like this season alone is, it does a, a Mad Max episode. Um, it gives homage to Atomic Blonde, a brand new movie with Charlie Theron, um, John Wick. Um, Saw. It, it does a whole bunch of things. Saw, yeah, like in the Vindicators, Guardians of the Galaxy. It it parodies and, and gives homage to so many different things that you know even if you're not really following the true continuity of the show you're always going to have something to connect with and that's where the intelligence of the show really shines and really comes through um, and you know I, I can't see why anyone especially you know Scott over here wouldn't want to take part in that because you know there's really no excuse either you know you cannot watch it from the beginning you can pick up on episodes especially if you're you know an adult swim fan and you watch uh, with Super Meatwad or whatever the fucking Aqua Teen Hunger Force shit. I forget. I, I'm too drunk to really know what I'm talking about right now. Um, so, but, you know, I, I really don't understand any logical reason to not watch this show. I, there's really no detractors for me, at least. I don't know. I'm looking at screen grabs of episodes and, and, and pictures and stuff like that. And even Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Super Meatwad, as you so delicately put it, is better animation than this. It really looks like this was drawn by a three-year-old with uh, uh, three fingers. You yeah, but think about like uh, what is it, twelve-ounce mouse or ten-ounce mouse? Do you remember that show? Yeah, yeah. Sh that show short-lived, I think. Or uh, Squidbillies, which tries as hard as it could be to be one of the worst animated shows ever made. Whoa, Squidbillies! That's, I mean, and no, honestly, that's also another show I didn't get into was Squidbillies. It just was. Dude, Squidbillies has been on for like, a I long, don't know, 15 a years. A long time. A very long time. So apparently there are people out there that don't have my sense of humor, which is what I'm dealing with right now is two guys that are looking at me wondering why I don't have the same sense of humor of them, and I don't. I think at the end of the day, what you should think about is – at least giving the court case a shot, and maybe we'll come back to, to interview you again about it. But for now, I guess what we can talk about is uh, maybe a mid-season review of, of Rick and Morty where, uh, yeah, I know we went through the spoilers, and uh, I, I just, I know uh, Noob Noob and I, 
And if you even watch this show, you will know that our nickname for Tommy B, Noob Noob, is from Rick and Morty. The show is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's literally the one show a week that I wait for. It's on, you know, every Sunday night that it shows up, uh, I'm super stoked to watch it. I'll watch every episode two or three times just because there's so many layers to it. And uh, why don't we pick out some of the best episodes from this season and try to convince Scooty Puff Jr. over here why why we think it should be uh, something that he needs to participate in. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I would say the one standout is obviously the, the very first episode that was kind of secretly shown um, titled The Rick Shank Redemption, even though if you watched it when it first came out, it was you know titled under mysterious Dragon Ball Z references or old episodes of you know, uh, Rick and Morty itself. But the true name, uh, season three, episode one, the Rick Shank Redemption, um, is really showing how Rick escaped the galactic prison um, and and really kind of taken down the galactic empire and kind of reset the stage for a much darker toned version of Rick and Morty and uh, a more succinct and contained version. So um, it's really taken down to a base level of, of specifically just Rick and Morty, as, as opposed to the first two seasons where it kind of included Summer, uh, the sister, the mom, uh, who's not important, I don't remember her name. Sarah Schalke, the actress from Scrubs, only very uh, attractive young. Beth, anyway. yes, her name is Beth. That's just, <laughs> that's, yeah, I don't know why that, you know, I have a hooker named Beth. Anyway, um, so... And Jerry, who is actually one of the best one-off kind of side characters ever, even though he doesn't really do anything and he's basically just a useless bitch pretty much 90% of the time. Who's, so, the, who's the actor? It's amazing because this guy who, who does Jerry, it's hysterical because I know he's on Saturday Night Live. He's probably one of the funniest characters on the show and has some of the most amazing scenes of just absolute patheticness. Well, who he does like uh, commercials for? It's Chris Parnell. He does com- uh, commercials for Progressive, actually, and he's on Archer as well. Yeah, so he's on Archer. He does Saturday Night Live. He does these Progressive commercials. He's the box, and <laughs> just hysterical. <laughs> I can't even see. It's funny because you would describe something, and and you probably wouldn't even get the joke because they're so inside. There's a end credit scene after the show where. Um, Jerry has been divorced from his wife and is collecting and he's been unemployed forever and is collecting some kind of social security check or I guess disability I don't unemployment who knows and there's a uh, there's a coyote that comes up as he goes to his uh, his post office box and the wind as it whispers by goes loser and the and the, the coyote is staring at him growling and he's like Oh, could you, if I gave you my check, it would it would only cause you know damage to me. It would have nothing to do with you. So he hands this coyote his check, his <laughs> the the only thing he has to live off of, and uh, the coyote eats it and then spits it out on the ground. And it's just like this guy can't get any lower. He can't lose anymore. I, I've never seen a character as much of a loser on TV. As Jerry is, and it's just Chris Bardell knocks it out of the park every single time he does the character, and it's 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 hysterical. Yet, if you didn't get you know you hear the moniker of Adult Swim, and you think, oh, this is just some nonsense on TV that I won't watch. Yet it's 
so much more. Probably the smartest show on television that gets credit but doesn't probably get as much credit as it should. Uh, yeah, and then kind of speaking of Chris Parnell's performance as Jerry um, and, and how he's very, uh, you know, he's a very sad and pathetic character. And that, that they, the show even acknowledges that. It, it kind of gets in front of it. Um, it doesn't let it become a weakness or a trope. It kind of, you know, comes right at it. Um, you know, face first and acknowledges it in the fourth episode of the season, actually fifth, uh, the Whirly Durly Conspiracy, um, which is a contained arc of just Rick and Jerry episode, um, where they kind of go Rick into the... Rick and Jerry Adventure! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> is this an execution? <laughs> um, but essentially, they uh, Rick really kind of brings it right out of Jerry and says that he kind of feeds off of being pathetic. Um, and it's really how he keeps people around. So his psyche is that he really doesn't have anything to offer people, so he just makes himself as pathetic as possible, and, and he gains that sympathy vote. And he, that's how he gets everyone to stay around and, and you know, want to include him because they feel bad. I mean, you, know, you see a, you know, a whimpering animal, you're going to want to help it. You're, you're not going to... No one can be that much of a dick and just kind of dismiss it. That's kind of how Jerry is in this show. It's... He kind of comes through as this weak, pathetic animal that no one can really dismiss because if you would, you would just be a terrible human being. So they just keep him around, and he feeds off of that, and that's how he interjects himself in everyone's lives. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> he really is such a pathetic character. So have we uh, changed your mind at all there, Scooty Puff? No. No. You gotta at least give it a shot. Why don't you I drink guess, more scotch? I guess I can give it a shot. I mean, all right. Granted, the show is on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a hot, wait. Hold on. Let's back up. One hundred percent on Rotten the Tomatoes. The episode or the show? The show. The show on Rotten Tomatoes. You look up Rotten Tomatoes. You look up the show. One hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Average audience score is ninety-seven percent. That's insane. Those are. I mean, you don't get much more impressive numbers than that when it comes down to it. And because your internet connection here is so fantastic, Z, I couldn't tell you what IMDb is. Oh, look, it finally loaded, and IMDb is 9.4 out of 10 stars. That's pretty high. And it's weird because I hate to tell people to jump on something that's like, you know... I don't want to say like jump on it because the bandwagon and and it, you know I I don't want that office effect where people are watching the office because you're like or even uh, as we talk about pretty often like you will watch Breaking Bad because it's the greatest tele- television show ever made or you will watch The Wire because it is the greatest television show ever made I I, I don't want you to think of it in in those terms but it's definitely like. As far as an animated show and as far as how clever it is, it's really... I mean, the first three seasons don't disappoint. There's very few poor episodes. There's not a lot of episodes to even go through. So you decided just to show me the first episode that was really poor to... No, I showed you the episode where I assumed that you had seen the first two seasons. And you're starting to watch the one with the Szechuan sauce, and you're like, I don't understand what's going on here. (laughs) Of course it's not going to make any sense to you. You have to build it from the ground up. So, yeah, if you're going to watch Rick and Morty, start it from the beginning. Don't start it in the middle of it. Yeah, there's self-contained episodes. If you're really going to get a flavor for the taste of it, 
watch the court case first on YouTube. Give yourself some... At least it'll give you an idea of where the humor lies, uh, even though they're just reading something verbatim. Again, if you can't stand the voices, you need to shut the fuck up. And then, um, you know, just... You gotta watch it. If you don't watch it, you're some kind of, like, loser. <laughs> yeah, it's... And another thing, it's probably one of the most quotable quotable series you could possibly imagine. I mean, The Vindicators 3, uh, The Return of the World Ender, uh, which is the fourth episode of season three, uh, I can't even imagine the amount of quotes I've used over over the time uh, in, in discussions with me and Z. Um, it's just, it gives you endless amounts of conversation, so you can have those funny moments and those quotes and you know, see how they parody Guardians of the Galaxy and have some weird child porn references with, you know, the leader of the Vindicators referencing children over and over again, and, you know, that's just fucked up on its own. Um, and then, you know, you have a million ants. There's a character that's that's made of a million fucking ants from a, a queen ant that's just and had sex with a galacting, exploding star. Like, who the fuck does that shit? And then some guy with a ghost train who had his parents die was married to this exploding star bitch and then she cheated on him with a million ants with a million crawling legs inside of her and they had a baby. So, like, that craziness is in that self-contained episode, but they don't play it as just this overarching crazy bullshit. They connect it to the overarching story and they make it real and they make it funny at the same time. And it's probably one of the only shows on television, animated or not, that really can do that. So, it... I, I can't commend it enough for that that kind of milestone that they achieve. Yeah, that that one episode alone, uh, you can just walk around and, and quote it all day. And I, I think that's what's funny as, uh, you know, you, you do water cooler talk or you want to talk with your friends as you're working and you, you want to crack some jokes. Rick and Morty is seriously an endless uh, resource for everybody. So that way they can go out and, and make uh, a ton of jokes. So I think we've kind of beaten the Rick and Morty drum hard enough. To death. To death. Yeah, I'll watch. tell you what. I will. I'll, I'll sit down. And I'll give it a shot when I have time. Unfortunately, like Shush. many people in this world, I have to go to work, and I can't just sit around we'll watching cartoons all day. Put you to sleep so day. that you can just work and uh, watch TV forever. Loser. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anything that you need to uh, plug or shout out here at the end here, noob noob? Uh, I, I, I just sympathize with any kind of people that have small penises, essentially. Yo, um, yo, yo. That, no, that's, it, was that a little too real for you, Scott? It was. It was, it was I mean, this whole Rick and Morty conversation was a lot, but that, that hit him. That hit close to him. Uh, yeah, I really had nothing important to say because I'm pretty fucking useless in life and I should probably just hang myself when I get home tonight. But uh, essentially, yeah, I uh, just made that up out of nowhere and I'm going to go just stop talking now. <laughs> so Scott, what useless information are you plugging today? Well, when it comes to useless information, I am abundant in it, but I will just keep it simple today. Uh, KeylerMedia.com, ScottWillKillYou.com New content coming soon. Go look, keep an eye, stay in tune. And as far as, as myself here, I would say if you want us to review something specific, please tell us in the comments. Uh, we'd love to hammer Send home something. Send a picture of your girlfriend. We'll review her. 
We would love to see pictures of your girlfriends. In fact, uh, at some point, I would love to put a wall where we could just put pictures up behind the two of them. And at some point, maybe we could focus on those pictures. I'd love to see anything interesting or funny. And uh, if you really would like us to see or review something that you haven't seen, uh, we'll continue to do so. And we're going to continue to do it ad nauseum until you're just tired, tired, tired of watching us do it. So we'll keep going until you're dead. And again, our reviews will kill you. So uh, here's from uh, Orq. Have a great night, everybody.